Morning Drive on FM 96.3 and AM 620. News Talk WVMT. Welcome back to the Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here. And joining us in studio now is Colby LaMarche. Uh, and he writes a column called... Burning Sky. Uh, Hello, everyone. Burning Sky. Good morning, Colby. Thanks for being on the Morning Drive today. Absolutely. So you write a column now that is uh, published in the Vermont Daily Chronicle. How often? Correct. Uh, Every week, um, Vermont Daily Chronicle, great, great newspaper. Guy Page is a fantastic uh, reporter with a lot of experience, and I'm very happy to um, host my column there every week. It's typically published uh, Sunday or Monday. Um, So the latest column that I saw was you, you talked about the Burlington City Council meeting. Um, and so let's start out with what was your take on that city council meeting? Yeah, absolutely. Um, as I said in my column, I really think it was a full display of authoritarian suppression. And as a leftist, I feel confident in saying this because this isn't what, in my opinion, this isn't what progress is. Muting people, taking away their First Amendment right. This is not progress whatsoever. And... I just want to mention that I listened to Rachel, who was on here the other day, and I was really horrified by what she said. She lied. She very clearly lied to your listeners on on multiple occasions. Firstly, she lied when she said that Mirad was going to potentially use his firearm to quell people who were uprising against Todd LaCroix, the man who was speaking. And she also lied, and I think it's important to say, she lied when you asked her if Green called Moreau a white supremacist. She did, in fact, do it. And this is a direct quote from VT Digger. Quote, in an interview Thursday with VT Digger, Green herself alleged that the review came about because Mayor Moreau Weinberger was, quote, a white supremacist, unquote. She did call him a white supremacist, and that is a very big accusation. And I think it should be taken seriously. And and the sense that I got from Rachel is that she didn't take it seriously. Like, she didn't take Todd LaCroix's right to free speech seriously. And it's really disheartening, especially as a leftist, to watch this debacle in Burlington continue. It, uh, uh, well, you're right. And that's one of the things I realized. In fact, when she said it, I, was, I didn't expect her to deny that, that, uh, that Taisha Green had called the mayor a white supremacist. And so I was caught off guard by her by saying that. So I was scrambling to find the direct quote, and I couldn't find it in time. But I knew that she was, that that was not accurate. Let's put it that way. And, right. and, and so then someone emailed me the direct quote that you just read. Right. Yeah, I, I think it's also important to point out and, and harken back to what she said, that there was a, a moral high ground yeah. that, that goes over the law. And I think that... I had to write it down. I, yeah. I, I, Kurt's, she's talking, and I was writing as fast as I could <laughs> because I said I I, uh, I was like I, I can't believe it. And yeah, she said that uh, he had his hand on his side, and then she said that there's a higher moral calling than law. That is dangerous. Yeah, that is anti-progress. That is not progressivism. It well, isn't. it seems counter. It seems counterproductive to to foster. Um, uh, these actions and and uh, I am I'm very concerned. Um, and you had mentioned that you you know when we were before we went on the air that that this this does not do anything. I, the whole point that we didn't get a chance to even interject very often in their conversation with her was it, it was counterproductive because had they read the report, it says uh, there was no embezzlement, and if they mm-hmm. had allowed, but what they got is 
what they wanted. They wanted not to have the report even talked about. Right. And so, one, it's counterproductive because it, it doesn't look, it doesn't make uh, Taisha Green look as bad as a lot of people think. Right. Right. And secondly, uh, this this use of force to squell speech uh, because of a, a higher moral calling. Well, that's great until the next person who does it that their moral calling isn't the same as your moral calling. Right. What does that descend into? Right. And this is why I said it's dangerous. It needs to be challenged. People have civil liberties for a reason. Left, right, center. It doesn't matter. You have a right to speech. And no one, no one should ever be able to trample on that, especially Rachel Siegel. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Morning, guys. I'm not comparing Rachel to Gandhi and Martin Luther King Jr., but I think she was sort of quoting them um, in terms of their work. Um, as you know, segregation was legal in this country, and Martin Luther King said, no, there are moral issues that are, that are more important than law. And thank God he did that. <laughs> um, and Gandhi did the same thing in, um, in India with getting out the Brits and in South Africa. Uh, so I, I think that's what she was referring to. Again, I'm not comparing her, but, but I think that's the quote she's talking to. So I wouldn't laugh off that, um, that uh, sometimes there are moral issues that are, that are that do supersede law, and that's true on the right and the left. No, I, I I don't disagree that she may have been quoting them, but 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 to to uh, to negate another person's rights. I mean, I don't I don't know of uh, Martin Luther King ever uh, taking the microphone away from somebody he didn't agree with. Well, let's hear it from Colby. Colby, why do you respond? Yeah, to what he just absolutely. Said? I I I don't think Martin Luther King would have silenced someone. I think he had a a heavy respect for the right of free speech. Mm-hmm. And I don't see that in Rachel. Um, and I don't see that in, in the mass that was there. They, they did not want any form of discussion. Um, they wanted the whole conversation to be dead and done with. And they didn't want the review to happen in the first place. And as you were talking to Rachel yesterday, and she listed an example of one of the people who she thought might be reviewed. Again, it doesn't make sense. None of the arguments, in my mind, line up. Whether it's moral high ground to seal someone's freedom of speech uh, above the law, or it's we didn't investigate this individual who tried to evict a woman from his apartment, which had nothing to do financially with the city. Uh, I, I just, I don't understand where these arguments come from but as i said they are dangerous well i mean we tried to, we tried to bring it back I, I asked three or four times i just want to hear the seven you know and, and she said well they're not apples to apples it's like okay but the first one she gave had nothing to do with city finance uh, i agree um and then the second one was the tiff audit but but the, the there was a there was a very deep uh, robust audit of the tiff program uh, so I don't understand that, you know, uh, and she, she mentioned Gene Richards. Gene Richards was fired, <laughs> right. you know, so I, I and then we didn't it kind of fell apart from there. I, I didn't really get the rest of them. Um, uh, so it, it is a little frustrating uh, w- without a doubt. Now, where do you see this going? Talk a little bit about your your uh, your article and, and where you see it's going. Yeah, well, I think it's important to remember. And I mentioned this in the column that this is a small group of people. They're a small group of people, but they are loud. They have loud voices, and they, they, they mark up the entire room. So we know in Burlington that there are a lot of people who voted Democrat the last town meeting day. Um, but a lot of them most likely don't come to the council meetings. They don't speak up because they're afraid of precisely this. 
this happening. Rachel Siegel's going to steal your microphone or, or something to that effect to, to try to limit you from speaking. And, and I think it's really important for people in Burlington to know that you cannot just vote, that you have to speak. You have to show up to these council meetings. For years, even before Karen Paul became president again and Max Tracy was president, Kurt, you remember this, progressives, those under the progressive banner, fill the room. They get out. They mm-hmm. speak. And Democrats, for a while in the city, I feel, have been failing to, to heed that calling that they, too, need to go out. Because if this is challenged, if those groups are challenged, if there is a diversity of thought in the audience, things like this, I guarantee they wouldn't happen. But it's because there's a tyranny in that room from Rachel Siegel and, and supporters of Taisha Green. Uh, be, that's why this happened. Because there's no one else in the room to challenge it, especially Karen Paul. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick two-minute break. Uh, the McKenzie Country Classic Hotline is open. 888 Kurt and Anthony on FM 96.3 and AM 620. WVMT. Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody. We are back. We're continuing our discussion with Colby Lamar. She writes a column, uh, is in uh, monthly? In weekly. Weekly, in the Vermont Burning Daily Sky. Chronicle. Burning Sky. And he has just written one about the last city, Burlington City Council meeting. Um, and, of course, anybody that wants to come in, all you have to do is contact me. If you have a different opinion, you want to, you'll and some will be invited. But if you're not invited and you want to call me, you, can, you certainly are welcome to come on the show. Colby, what, uh, reading your article, what was your take on, uh, we've talked about Rachel and the microphone, seizing that microphone, basically. What was your take on the way, because I know you wrote about this in your column, on the way the meeting was conducted? Yeah, well, I, I know that President Karen Paul of the Burlington City Council really strives for that return of decorum after he suffered through President Max Tracy's uh, tenure as president, sort of disorderly meetings dragged on for a while, especially during the 2020 days, I think Karen really sought to have that order. But as I said in my column, I I can't remember a time in recent memory where she's actually been able to control the room. And this is, again, an example of that. I, I don't think that at any point in that meeting, decorum was in the minds of anyone. Um, although city councilors were quiet, obviously the crowd was, was very jubilant. Um, and, and it's really difficult to deal with these important issues like a financial review. And we can have conversations about whether or not it was biased to open it against Taisha Green. But those conversations nonetheless need to be held with respect, with decorum, and with the respect for people's rights. And I think because Karen failed to do that, because numerous attorneys on that council failed to do that, it's really detriment to our city Um and I'm concerned for our city for it because I don't see that commitment from Karen ringing true still, and I really wanted to. What would what do you think the biggest problems were in letting um, the public scream and yell and call names, or or but, in regard to other counselors? Right. The fact that a member of the public can stand up and for two minutes berate the mayor standing no less than six feet away from him is absolutely insane. The fact that Karen Paul only said her name, Farin, that's all she said to interrupt her. That is it, for two minutes. I don't think that's right, 
And it goes on top of another individual who came up to the microphone, I believe, at the end of the Burlington resident portion of public comment and who who sweared and 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 started berating Moreau and then spilled water all over the electronics, uh, both microphones. And it appears to be the, the multifaceted outlet on the ground. And again, nothing, just silence. Oh, it's OK. You spilled the water. That's fine. You want to call Moreau names. You want to swear at public comment and go over your time. That's fine, because apparently Karen Paul and others on the council are too afraid by this small group of people. They're too afraid uh, to challenge it. And, and I really think they should have more courage than that, it's sad. Now, let me ask you this, Colby. I know that uh, I try to put myself in their shoes. Right. I've been through some meetings like this before. Um, and I know that they were afraid that if they took it on, that, it would, that the meeting would descend into real chaos, even worse than it was. And who knows what might have happened. I, I think that's what – and uh, that even if they, if they gave some response to – uh, all of the accusations or whatever, or it actually even tried to go through the report, which, of course, a lot of people would like to have seen what was in that report, actually, at the council meeting. But I know and talked to some counselors who felt like if we did that, it was going to be just unbelievable. We would have got shouted right. down. There would have been jeers, cat calls, the whole thing. What, what, how do you respond to those concerns? I don't think you should have a meeting if you're not able to hold it in a respectful way with decorum. Like I said, um, if if members of the public cannot respect the proceedings of the meeting, then the meeting should not be held. It should be postponed until those people are either able to calm down or they are promptly removed. And I, I, I don't want to cancel their voice. I don't want to tell them, because you're angry, you have to leave. I get their anger. I truly do. But you have to be respectful, and you can do a lot just by going up to that microphone and giving them in a calm and measured tone uh, uh, the sort of words that they need to hear uh, and that you believe in, but certainly not yelling and screaming at the mayor. Because their anger, I mean, somebody else has got anger about some other issue. Correct. Todd LaCroix was very angry. They didn't let him espouse his anger. Although his anger didn't seem to materialize as much, he was speaking in controlled, in at least a controlled voice, it seemed to me, regardless of what he was saying. Correct. Until the microphone was taken away from him. Yeah, he didn't swear. At any point before the microphone was taken, he was speaking on his lived experience. That's a, that's a thing the left likes to say, and I'm happy to use it. He was speaking his lived experience, and they took that experience from him. Rachel, you took that experience from Todd. Unacceptable. And to create an environment where you have a public meeting with a city council that is fearful of speaking what they're thinking. Right. It immediately sets the stage that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. the you know uh fear and intimidation and yeah. and and you so you feel that it's going to descend further into this i do i do i think this isn't democracy this isn't the democracy that they that they speak of this was very clearly an authoritative move by an authoritarian uh, authoritarian movement and and I I just I don't think that this is the right way for Burlington. But unfortunately, I think there is going to be some some side of vengeance that progressives have now that Democrats hold the majority again. And it seems that Democrats won't be able to hold their own weight. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, thank you for bringing this up. I was listening to Rachel yesterday, and you know if the. If the role was reversed yesterday, all those people that didn't speak up to support the guy that his microphone got, got blocked, they would have called it, 
they would have all stood up and said taking a a woman's voice out and being very racist. Thank you. Colby? Yeah, I mean, if this happened to Rachel when she spoke, if this happened to Fareen, if this happened to any number of people that were in that group, things would have gone completely out of whack, even more so than they already were. And they mentioned at some point, right after Todd spoke, they mentioned, Farine did, that Mirad should have done something about Todd. Now, I'm not sure what she wanted done, but I assume to remove him. If you go back and watch the video, she said essentially that Mirad should have done something. And I'm curious to know what he should have done, because even if he did something, they'd hit him on that too. In, in no reality are these individuals happy uh, with the situation. There always has to be some point of contention and anger to, to fuel uh, their engagement. And as the caller said, and you've indicated, if you turn the situation around and uh, there was someone saying from their group that was saying something and others said, hey, chief, we want you to remove them. Right. Or someone had gone up. Let's say I didn't <laughs> like what they were saying. I want to put my hand over the microphone. Imagine the reaction that, w- that would have been from them. Right. I, 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 I missed the fact that, that they wanted the police to squell someone's First Amendment rights. Yes. That, 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 that's the solution. Again, dangerous, concerning, they, must be they challenged. They don't want them out on the street actually taking care of crime. No, no, no. no. We, don't need you, we don't need you with a gun uh, taking care of crime. We do need you to squell somebody's First Amendment rights. Right. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, uh, you know, this whole thing with the, the, the microphone and all that, from a Vermonter's perspective, uh, you know, lifetime Burlingtonian, I'm going to tell you right now, what I'm seeing is these people are just a bunch of instigators. They're looking to make a buck, manipulate our legal system. They've already suppressed our freedom of speech. You know, just the, you, you talk about in the workplace. You can't even comment fully. You can't just express yourself in a workplace. You know, our, our, our rights have been violated as a result of their actions and their choices, and it just keeps going on. And, and ever since Bernie came to Burlington, and it just started going downhill with him and Dean and everybody else, you know, subsequent to that, it, it, it's just the way it is, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, we, we've lost a lot in, in the last generation as far as freedom of speech. Thank you. Colby, any reaction to that? We, we have, absolutely. I'm not afraid to say that, even as a leftist. I think people, especially on my side of the spectrum, are very easy and quick to want to quell the speech of others, as we saw with Rachel. But as we've seen for years, th- there must be no opposition. There must be no counter-argument. There must be nothing that makes me want to cry or that upsets me. It must be silence. This isn't the democracy that they speak of. This isn't the democracy that I want. We should just throw that word completely out of our lexicon because it doesn't exist anymore in the minds of many leftists when it comes to quelling people's speech and restricting them from saying what they believe. We're essentially out of time, Colby, but I do want to ask you one political question. Maybe you'll write a column on this in the next uh, coming days. Do you want to see Mayor Weinberger seek re-election? I, I think it is time for new leadership in the city. And what I would say is I've been hearing from people that there are thoughts in the mind of Karen Paul that she may run. And to Karen, if you are thinking about running, I, I strongly urge you to reconsider 
if you cannot protect the rights of Burlington citizens, if you cannot stand up for their freedom of speech, you have no place in any public office and you won't receive my vote. If uh, Moreau does not run, I know he's in the he's trying to make a make a decision in the next weeks, I think. Uh, is there somebody that you would like to see? Is there a name that comes to mind that you would like to see run? That's a difficult question, Kurt, and I'll have to certainly wait until I see who gets out in the field. Um, but I'm hoping someone with a true respect for progress, a true respect for people's rights, uh, and, and a meaningful ideology of truth, honesty, and, and real progress, as I said, is essential to regaining a foothold in Burlington. And I hope someone like that pops up. What about Joan Shannon? Joan Shannon, I dearly love Joan Shannon, and if she if she ran for mayor, I, I might have to swing for her. I do have a few disagreements with her, but Joan is a dedicated public servant who I know respects our rights. All right, Colby Lamarsh telling it like it is, I'd say. Yep, as he as as he sees it, and you can find Colby Lamarsh, uh, the Vermont Daily Chronicle, and you, he has a Substack, so you can uh, subscribe and uh, follow. Uh, uh, Colby uh, on his Substack. Burningsky.substack.com. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for coming in. All right, we're going to.